Welcome into a brand new episode of the Ithacans podcast, How I See Sports. I'm your host, Gabby Lacona. And I'm your host, Caitlin Maniscalco. Joining us today is senior outfielder Garrett Callahan from the baseball team. Prior to the season being canceled in the spring of 2020, Garrett started all seven games hitting 448 with 11 runs scored, six RBIs, four doubles, and a home run. Thanks for coming, Garrett. Of course. You know, it's only been two weeks. How has the transition been? It's been it's been different for sure. Um, it's just great to see everyone. I'm so thankful to be back at school and stuff. There's been a lot of um, great leadership surrounding IC and IC Athletics to get us back here. So our team is eternally grateful for that, as are um, the rest of the spring sports athletes, I'm sure. Um, but it's been definitely different. Like wearing masks is a little bit hard inside. It gets a little tough to breathe sometimes. But, um, it, I mean, it's great to meet all the freshmen as well and just get back to doing what we love. I was going to say that because we have we have to wear masks too. Is it weird, like, just seeing everyone's eyes yeah, and, like, it, not it actually is. being able to, like, come in contact, give high fives and all that? Yeah, it's it's tough, especially because um, baseball is such an, a hand-eye uh, sport. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the mask will, like, kind of get in your peripheral right, vision yeah. when you're hitting. So it could be, like, it could be a little pain in the butt sometimes. But, you know, we're getting used to it as we go. Mask on top of hats too. Yeah. I know, I've been having <laughs> that problem. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's definitely different, but we'll just get used to it. And it is what it is. Got to just adapt to what the situation right, is. Right. I think the biggest thing that I found was like, and I'm sure similar to baseball, is not being able to like high five. Or yeah. Especially like our team is big on like high fiving, like running up to each other. So like, how have you guys kind of been? You got to stay that? six feet apart. All of our trainers and coaches are big on that. Like anytime you come within six feet of someone, it's an automatic. They, you can easily get shut down if you're not. Oh like yeah, exactly. Like... So anytime someone comes within six feet, it's an automatic 10 push-ups. Like, Everyone oh spreads out and does them. So it's like we're really focusing on doing it because we don't want to get shut down. And we know how easily, especially being indoors right now, it can be to get shut down. Right. So we're really being sure, like, you know, stay six feet apart, no high fives. Do not no let touching. our coach see that because then she will <laughs> make us do like burpees or something. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know there was a consequence for well, you. Well, yeah, for us. And Todd, our head athletic trainer, has been big on that too. He's making sure that we're staying apart and. He's doing a really good job with that as well, and as are our coaches. Yeah. And I think we're really starting to get used to, like, hey, you can't get within six feet apart. Like, make sure you're not near someone for more than, like, a couple seconds at mm-hmm. a time um, so we don't transmit anything if right. we have it at all. It's actually really sad because yesterday we were doing a competition at practice, and one the, a girl in my group ended up, you know, like, hitting the target that we are supposed to hit. We are doing a throw competition, and I hugged her. <laughs> and I immediately was like, oh my God, I like, I can't be, it was like, it was like illegal. Like I shouldn't have been hugging her. And it's kind of sad. Like sports is a big, like emotional yeah. game too. And that's just completely, completely eliminated. So it's, it's kind of sad. Just in general, when someone does something well, even off the field, like a high five is so normal. Yeah. And like within the last year, it's, a high five has gone from something good to, oh my God, like yeah, you can't like, do you that. Can't do like, it. It's like yeah. a bad thing now. Yeah, exactly. So sad. So for us, our team, we're split into five pods, and it's basically by class. So we're pod four, Caitlin and I, because mm-hmm. we live in the same house together. And then it's the freshmen, sophomores, and the fifth years. How are they splitting your pods up? So we have, I think, 15 pods right now. with all 15? 15. How many we people ha- are on the team? We had about 40 to 50 new kids come in this year between oh recruited guys and walk-ons. Um, returning JV players with the JV program, you get like 30 to 40 guys per right. year on the team. Um, plus all of the returning varsity guys, which is about 20 to 22. Okay. So we have like 15 pods of probably five to six guys. Um, and it's split up, you know, they try to do it by location. So like 
I live in a house of seven guys. So if you live in that house, you're probably going to be in the same pod if you're all outfielders. So we have guys like Jason Sarubi, Sam Kinnam, Alex Robinson, who I all live with, and they're all outfielders, so I'm in the same pod as them. Got it. And there's one more outfielder in our pod who kind of lives by himself right now. So I think they're trying to split it up mainly by position, where you live, who you're surrounded by, and stuff like that. So, But you live with Jack Lynch, who's a shortstop, mm-hmm. but you're not in the same pod. We're not in the same pod. He's in the same pod as the infielders in our house, mixed with um, infielders from another house that all live together. So they're really trying to limit, like, all right, so they want to get two pe- two houses mixed together, and they really don't want to go anything past that. So, like, say you're living in Bogart Hall, which mm-hmm. 30 of our freshmen are. A lot oh of those God. guys are able to live in the same, or to be in the same pod wow. this year. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So are you guys, I know on our team, our coach doesn't really want to seeing the other pods outside of softball. Mm-hmm. Is that similar to what Coach Val is doing with you guys? It's similar. He's trying to keep us away from each other. You know, like when you're in the same pod, you're much more likely to come in contact with someone in your pod than the other pods. So right. they try to separate us throughout the A&E and we're so blessed to have mm-hmm. such a huge facility like the A&E so we could have right. 30, 40 guys in the same practice. Um, now, what we've been doing is the newer players probably is equivalent to the same amount of players that we have returning between JV and varsity. So we probably have 70 guys in our program right now, maybe 60. Um, it's pro- wow. probably a little bit high, but we'll probably go like 30 and 30 within your pods. So one day it'll be, all right, pods one, two, three, four, five, you're in today. Six and seven, you're off. Pitchers from this pod, you'll throw today. Oh my God. So it's, it's very it's organized. System. Yeah, it's, it's a whole system with so many guys you have to be so organized and Coach Val has done such a good job with organizing that because if he has, if he wasn't organized as he is this year, it would be really tough. I think we would probably be more likely to get shut down and somebody right. would get COVID and 18 guys would have to quarantine for two weeks, which would really stink. Well, you're half a football team, so yeah. that's why they're taking extra precautions with you guys. I think our pods are mainly set up just for locker room purposes because at practice, we're practicing with other people outside of our pods well we can't even use a locker room right now they were they, oh, they completely wow. restricted it so we have a lot of guys um just keeping their stuff in their car taking it back and forth which you know it, it's it stinks sometimes but i mean we're practicing and we're glad to be back right. and yeah. i mean it, it's worth it um, yeah not having a locker room um and getting to play is much better than not getting oh, to play exactly yeah yeah i think especially the returners I mean, us personally, like mm-hmm. any practice we get, we're like, well, we know what it's like to, to not be able to yeah. do this. Yeah. just get it ripped away from us. Yeah. So is that similar for you guys? Yeah, for sure. We know like last year, um, we were really starting to turn the corner. I think at some point we were starting to figure out what our lineup needed to be, who needed to pitch when, and our season just got taken away two days before we were supposed to go to California. Right. We were called we in that. like, Hey, you guys aren't going to California. And then the next day it's, Oh, we don't think we could play this weekend. And we actually ended up driving six hours to Pennsylvania um, for a doubleheader. And then two days later, I think our season got canceled. So it all happened so fast. And we know how fast it can happen this year as well. So we're really trying to take advantage of the opportunity that we're given this year. Just to be grateful for what we have and just make the best of it. When do you find out about... um, You're in the Liberty League now. We are. So you're going to find out the same time as us Mm -hmm. what their decisions are. Yeah, I think it, it seems like... There, it seems like we're trending in the right direction, I'd say. Um, I don't know about the cases. I know the cases might be a little bit high in Tompkins County, at least. But it seems like they're, um, our coaches are very optimistic about this season. And sometimes it could be tough to, you know, oh, you're optimistic. Yeah, you were optimistic last year that we'd only be, mm-hmm. be gone for two weeks. But um, I, I think we're, we're going to get an opportunity to play this year. So we're just really working hard for that to uh, try to have a really good season with a bunch of new players. Awesome. Nice. We're praying. We're praying. Yeah. So this past 
fall, you didn't come back up to Ithaca. I remember we talked a little bit prior. Mm -hmm. You stayed at home to work out and kind of be able to use those facilities that we didn't really have up here. What kind of made you choose that and make that decision? Yeah, so um, you know how college life can be, um, especially when you only have online classes. You can get really distracted with... uh, you know, staying up too late on Friday and Saturday nights mm-hmm. and stuff. Right. Um, and I have aspirations to play pro baseball. So I thought the best opportunity for myself um, would be to stay home and train as hard as they can with guys uh, like-minded like myself um, who want to play professional baseball as well. I think if I came up here, I would still get a lot of work in, but I don't think it would be as efficient if I wasn't here. And then I also got a chance to get my first coaching job in the fall as oh, well. Nice. Get to coach some 12-year-old kids. Aww. So that was a lot of fun. Um, so, I mean... It stunk not being able to see my friends and stuff, but I think it was the it was best for what um, I needed to do at the time. So, are you in a like a, in a program or a team that's going to help you go like train to go pro? I'm not really in a team, but the place that I coach, they let me use the facility for free, and then I train five minutes from there at a different gym just to get my lifting in and stuff. Um, there's no real team. I think it's just all about getting scouted at Ithaca and then in your summer ball locations. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, it works out this year. Do you plan on using your fifth year eligibility or are you just going to try and go pro after? Yeah, so as of right now, I just recently committed to Rutgers for my fifth year. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. That's amazing. I'm trying to keep someone on the DL right now. I'm just really (laughs) focused on it. It's going to be really on the DL. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so um, we're still looking at pro opportunities, but if that doesn't work out, I'm really excited. I live 10 minutes from Rutgers, so I get to represent my home state and stuff. Yeah. I'm, so you're going to just commute? Yeah, I'd probably commute, save a couple bucks and yeah. stuff. And I'm only 10 minutes from there, right, so it would make right. no sense to live on here. Well, campus. now we have two red shirts. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know if I'm, I don't, I don't think I want to be in school for six years. <laughs> you don't want to be playing at 25. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be a 25 year old senior anymore. So. The poor 18 year olds. What are you? <laughs> what are you going to grad school for? I'm doing my master's in finance. I'm going to get a concentration oh, nice. in real estate as well. Oh, so nice. I'm really looking nice. forward to it. That's you're, fun. You're in better shape than we are. Yeah, very yeah. impressed. <laughs> wow. Okay, here's a little bit more of a funnier, lighthearted question. So. Throughout our four years, Gabby and I have had some very interesting experiences, both on the field and off the field. To say the least. Pretty much, yeah, with our team. If you could pick the all-time funniest IC baseball memory, that would be appropriate. I'm on sure the you have a lot. <laughs> okay, yeah, I got you. So my freshman year, we were getting sent out to Michigan uh, for our regional, which is a nine-hour trip, and I we kind of got that. screwed. Because uh, when you go to regionals, if you're over 500 miles away, they fly in. Right. And we were 490 miles away. <laughs> no. So, so, and we had a practice in Michigan at like 5 p.m. that day. So we were up at like 4 a.m. getting on the bus, getting ready to go, check into the hotel and stuff. And so we were getting breakfast sandwiches on the bus. And um, as you know, uh, my freshman year, we had 75-year-old coaches, older right. guys, very stubborn. Love them to death, though. Um, but we get breakfast sandwiches and everyone's on the bus. Everyone's getting ready to pass out as the bus gets moving. And all of a sudden you hear our assistant coach, uh, Frank Fazio, he's like, someone took my breakfast sandwich. Like bugging out, like going throughout the front and back of the bus and stuff. He's bugging out about it. And then coach Val, our head coach, checked the breakfast order sheet. He's like, Oh, like I under ordered. And he's like 
uh, and then Coach Faz wouldn't talk to Coach Val for the rest <laughs> of that bus trip. It was so funny because we sat at the front of the bus as freshmen. It oh, was so funny. He didn't take any of your sandwiches. No, I'm no, no. Surprised. Nobody, yeah, no, he didn't take no, but like took... he didn't like take it from you and be like, "I deserve this." Over <laughs> no, you. no, no, no. He's not like that. He barely eats anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so he's fine. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> That's really funny. The two of them are in a fight on the way to McDonald's <laughs> over a breakfast sandwich. <laughs> it was really little funny. Old man. Oh, that's cute. That's funny. Oh, I remember the days where we had to sit in the front of the bus. Past that. Or past that now. 490 miles. Yeah, you were short 10 miles. Yeah, short 10 miles. What if they were like, let's take the long route and make it 500? They wouldn't do it. (laughs) And we stayed in like a Motel 8 or 6 or whatever, Uh, whatever the hotels are called. It was pretty rough. But, I mean, we we played pretty well out there. Um, Well, we didn't get the end result we wanted, but it was was a really fun trip uh, either way. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that postseason atmosphere because you hung out with some pretty cool people postseason freshman year. Oh yeah, so uh, <laughs> we were we it's were the, us by the way, it's us. <laughs> we were the only two teams left on campus at that time. Yeah. So um, on our off days, or we would we would do two days, and after that we like go down to the gorges and stuff, mm-hmm. and go swimming or just hang out and stuff. So it was a lot of fun. Um, I miss freshman year a lot. I can't believe I'm graduating yet. Yeah, I know. I feel like my freshman year moving day was literally yesterday. Right. But here we are getting ready to graduate. So. So weird. So regionals goes past uh, finals and graduation. So when everyone was home for summer break, we were here still playing. And um, the baseball freshman, which is Garrett's class and, and my Kate and Lai's class, we went to Buttermilk? No. What's we that? Went to, Second, uh, Dam. Second Dam. Second yeah. Dam. Yeah. All right, this is the hardest question that you're probably going to get. Okay. Yes, probably for the rest of your life, honestly. Yeah, you have to really think, get those gears turning. All right. So it's a podcast tradition question. So we ask every single athlete this question. Obviously, Look at the sweat coming down his face. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm getting the steam's blowing out of my ears. (laughs) We always try and, like, follow, you know, a semi-healthy diet as athletes. But we indulge in some, you know, Mm -hmm. treats here and there. Mm -hmm. So, Garrett, I have to ask. What is your favorite Starburst flavor or color? Which orange. I, oh my gosh, oh. no hesitation. Orange, no question. Orange? No question. I think that might be a sign of a sociopath. Speaking of sociopath, she can't even say it. <laughs> Actually, no, we did get a different, we different. We did get a decent amount of people. Yeah, but Meg I feel Yama like that's very that. unpopular. What do you think is Actually, the worst Actually, no, flavor? yeah, what's the worst flavor? Yellow. Yes, that's unpopular. Yeah. That's, that's mine. Caitlin's. Mine's uh. pink. Tastes like lemony and it's good. So do you call it by like well because it's orange? I guess it could go either way for you. But would you call it by its flavor or color? Orange and then we just call it yellow and then pink. Pink, yeah, Yeah. right. What about like a blue Gatorade? Just blue Gatorade. I don't call it like I don't even know what flavor this is. That like like which one is that? Exactly, (laughs) glacier freeze. I'm not calling it glacier freeze. (laughs) I'm calling you. You got blue Gatorade or you got red Gatorade? Yeah, but what if you wanted the dark blue Gatorade? All right, can I get dark blue Gatorade? I'm not saying, like... Actually, now there's three variations of blue. I like cool blue. I think that's cool blue is my favorite. I think my favorite one is orange as well. I'm a big orange guy, like I guess. Oranges? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I like oranges, too. No, I think about the medicine. I don't know. Amoxicillin? No. No. <laughs> Growing up, my medicine that scarred me is anything cherry. I hate cherry yeah, flavor cherry anything. Gross. Or grape. Cherry yeah. and grape, they can... Yeah, they're the worst. Gross. Going back to baseball, you guys lost some key seniors in bullpen, but with the 70 people that you have now, do you have any promising first years 
Or do you think it's just going to be a little bit of a struggle? No, I don't think it's going to be a struggle. We have a really, really talented recruiting class. Um, Coach Valley did a great job. This is his real first recruiting class because oh, last year's freshman was still a product of older Coach Val's um, right. recruiting. So he's got a lot of guys. I think he's got um, a lot of talent coming in. We've got plenty of guys, that, especially on the pitching side, that can come in and throw some innings for us right away. Um, obviously, we have some key returners on the mound, like uh, Buzz Shirley, Matt Chase, who I think are going to eat up a lot of innings. But um, there's definitely a lot of freshmen that they throw really hard for freshmen in college. Um, some of them are already touching 90 miles per hour, which is oh, great. Oh, wow. Which is really great. Um, I think they're going to make an immediate impact. And then we have a lot of position players. Um, we have good infielders, a couple good outfielders that could probably play right away as well. Nice. Awesome. And do you think you're going to have any walk-ons? I'm always interested. In uh, we we have walk-ons every year. Um, with D3, it's tough to say whether someone's actually recruited because I don't think we give out guaranteed roster spots here right. at all. Right. Um, it's just, hey, like everyone gets evaluated, whether you're a recruit, walk-on, transfer, JUCO guy. Um, you're getting evaluated, and cuts are made based on how well you perform mm-hmm. during your evaluation period. So similar to our experience here, you went from having Coach Val, who was a historically well-known coach, I think he was just inducted into the Hall of Fame. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame a couple years ago. Yes. And they're doing like a fund in honor of him now. But yeah, he's got a really great history. He's probably one of the best. He's the best coach I've ever had in my life. So it was definitely a little weird getting a new coach. But I mean, it's his son. So right. he values the same things and obviously was brought up by his dad. So they teach very similar concepts. Um, I think younger Coach Val is just like, he, he's able to connect with us a little bit better because he's only 30. I think he's in his uh, younger 30s. So I mean, he's. He understands us a little bit. He was in college 10 years ago. Right. But yeah, I mean, he uses technology a little bit more. Like we use blast motion center sensors for our hitting. Oh, oh nice. But it's it's really nice because you would think going from one coach to another would be such a huge transition. Right. But we kind of got to know younger coach Val through his dad, even when he wasn't the head coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. And, and he nice. was coaching at Wells, which is 35 minutes down Cayuga Lake. So we really got to know him. And they teach the same concepts, you know, tough, um, play hard, work right. hard. Be very the disciplined. Same ethic, yeah. yeah, same work ethic, um, same organization, mm-hmm. um, very disciplined. That's nice that the program got um, someone within the family, within mm-hmm. the tradition. Yeah, for that's sure. kind of like us, like Coach Q. She played at Ithaca. She was an assistant. She was an assistant yeah. for Coach Palazzi. So I think, I mean, I guess just Ithaca in general is big on tradition, which is sure. nice. Yeah, for sure. Does uh, older Coach Val ever make any appearances? Yeah, he, so he's actually still a volunteer assistant coach. He he works oh, with the nice. pitchers sometimes. Nice. I know it's probably tough for him uh, to be away from the program that he pretty much helped Built, to build yeah. himself yeah. for 40-plus years. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, but it's great because normally mm-hmm. when you would transition a head coach, they would bring in their entire own staff. Whereas when your son is the head coach exactly. of the program, you just took, you just when your son's the head coach of the program, you just pretty much left um, and left such a great history for it. Your son's like, hey, like if you want to stick around, like feel free. And he's a big pitching guy, so he works with all of our pitchers and stuff. That's nice to have mm-hmm, for sure, especially this year when we have such a raw recruiting class, especially mm-hmm. on the pitching side. He's gonna really refine their skills, and I think they're gonna be really good going forward, even when I'm out of here. Oh, that's awesome. Do you see a huge difference in the way they recruit, the style of the player? Um, the I wouldn't. I would say it's the same kind of player. Um, I don't know how Coach Val, older Coach Val, necessarily recruited. Um, I know he recruited me, but um, we have a lot of big guys coming in, um, a lot of raw talent, um, just guys that could be really good and really they're really projectable now. But we're talking about guys that could be throwing mid nineties by the time they're graduating. Oh, wow. So I think they're big on. Uh, 
getting guys that are projectable and big mm-hmm. because they could fill out into their bodies and with really good coaching like they have here, they could turn into pro prospects. Nice. So since you have some pretty big aspirations after Ithaca moving on to Rutgers, hopefully pro, what is your biggest goal this year that you would want to accomplish? I, I want to win the Liberty League. I want to win a regional. I want to win a super regional and hopefully a national championship. I know those are lofty goals and everyone probably sets those goals um, preseason, but I feel like as a leader, that's the, that's what you got to do, especially with these freshmen. You got to show them this is the way we do things. We set our goals high and we work towards them. You can't work for anything less than that. Exactly. If you're if you're aiming for a Liberty League championship and you don't aim for a national championship, if you fall a little bit short, you got nothing. If you aim for a national championship and you fall a little bit short, maybe you win a regional and it's like, all right, we gave it our best shot, but we fell just a little bit short. But and but what we right. still want, we still right. want a couple of things. That's a great that's point. A good mindset. Garrett, thank, thank you, you so much. Of course, of course. Thank you for tuning in to the Ithacans podcast, How I See Sports. I'm Caitlin Maniscalco. And I'm Gabby Lacona, and you've been listening to How I See Sports.